Hi, I'm Simon Rushton and this is Taxi Chronicles podcast. On this podcast, we spontaneously interview unsuspecting passengers with their permission, allowing them to share their intimate life stories and concerns. As our slogan states, real riders, real stories. Some riders prefer to be anonymous, while others ask me to tell their story later on. Either way, there are all genuine 5 to 10 minutes stories. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Okay, you ready? Morning, yeah. morning, morning. Yes, we are back with another episode for another day. We have a lovely lady called Sandra. And for those football lovers, she's working with a prominent football team, Tottenham. And we're just going to find out how she... What's what's a typical day like working for an uh, uh, international recognised football team? Um, it's really good um, good fun actually. Just when you know that you're going into a stadium that's you know brand new stadium, probably one of the best ones in the world. Looking forward to going to work. Um, yeah, just it's really nice just to be a part of that kind of club and what they what they want to do in the future. It's um it's enjoyable. The, the staff there are brilliant the staff are really dedicated to the club and really good fun as well so yeah we just can't wait to get events back do you um so you get to know the players you get to talk to them no we don't actually we're quite um we're, they're um they're normally based at the training ground um so we're in the office whether we're in lily white house or the stadium um or the ticket office so yeah we don't actually have much to do with the players mm-hmm did you purposely go for, for like a football position uh, for that football company as in you thought yeah I want to work Tottenham's my team I'd love to support them any way I can or was it just like I need a job <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't either of those actually I've been working in my industry for about well just over 20 years now and I've done a lot of sporting events and concerts and you know international as well as UK and um, I think what I really wanted what I've not been part of before is a football club in London so I, I actually don't support Spurs um, okay do they know that <laughs> they do know that so who, who do you support <laughs> I don't really support anyone anymore I used to be quite a big United fan I used to okay. um, travel up to Old Trafford and watch matches but then it just kind of it, well, yeah, it's just I only had one ticket. I was only allowed one ticket because I was part of the membership and it was just a bit kind of sad, really, going on your own yeah, all that way. Yeah, really no mate. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I just kind of... Football's still... A you bit... could have sold that ticket, though. <laughs> I could have, but I'm not, you're not allowed to. Oh, you're not allowed to? <laughs> no, you're not. But I think football's been such a big part of my life that to be involved in it in one way or another, it was always going to happen. Um, and then, yeah, just... I started um, a new job and got into rugby, mm-hmm. so really enjoyed watching rugby. So now rugby and football for me are kind of 50-50 mm-hmm. with, with watching. So I, I don't support anyone really at the moment. I'm mm-hmm. more about, I'll just watch who's ever's on TV. I just enjoy watching all of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're, um, they're fine with me not being a Tottenham fan. So okay. they, uh, yeah, it's, um, there's a couple of people in the office who aren't actually Spurs fans, so it's just really good banter in the office and okay. yeah winding people up so yeah it's fun, it is uh, fun. and where how well are uh, Spurs 
Tottenham Hotspur doing in the league? Are they doing well? I don't know anything about football. Um, I'll be, well, Are they in the Premier a, League still? They're, they're definitely still in the Premier League, but not being a Spurs fan, I'm not paying too much not attention to I just don't care. I just, just don't care. Um, do. Yeah, I don't think they've had a great start, but um, we've had more success in, well, so, due with a cup match yesterday or day before yesterday. What is it about rugby that you prefer over football? Um, I think it's... Not I real think men? It's, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't say it's real men. I think that the. I think that they just have more respect for um, the, the the sport and the referees and the fans. And you know, in rugby, you don't have segregation because the fans just love sitting next to each other and that there's no, you know, oh, there's, there's no, no violence. There's no beer throwing. There's no being spat at. Which, unfortunately, I've experienced at a football match. Oh, and, yeah. and I just, I don't know. I just find that, you know, they'll listen to the referee. They don't shout back. They don't swear back. The referee's got the utmost respect on that field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that you know you've got it's the players. Middle class and upper class crowd. Oh, well, I don't even know if it's that to be honest. I think it's more about education. Like you've been taught a discipline and a sport. The referee, even in, when I played netball and hockey, the referee is the most important person that you listen to on that on that pitch. Mm-hmm. And I think that. You know, I, I love football, but I think that what annoys me at the well most is, you know, players when they're diving, and you'll get a rugby player that if they're injured, you know they're injured because they're coming off. Like they have to be seriously injured. Whereas with football, they yeah. kind of dive, they roll around, they'll get a wet sponge on it, and all of a sudden it's a miraculous recovery. So I think that's where. That's what I mean about a man's sport, because football. Uh, do you know the history of football and rugby? Not a lot, like in detail. Okay, well, I'll tell you it briefly. Traditionally, it was one game, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's down the West Country, like Devon or some place. They play. The idea is you had a leather uh, skin ball sewn together, big old ball, and the object was to get the ball from one end of the village to the other. Two rival villages would play in one village's sides, where you get playing away, playing home, and. You could get that ball, it, it, the game would last all day virtually because it would just be fighting. People would bite, kick, punch, hit each other, all that uh-huh. kind of thing. And um, just to get the ball. And the other end, at the end, like there's that battle cry. Yeah. Like that. Now the reason of this is because, and it's from King Henry's time, is, and I love history so I know this stuff, is um, when the King Henry he was a jousting competition, he embarrassed his cousin who was the King of France. Yeah. So the King of France decided he's going to declare war and come and attack England. So when he would come to invade England through the English Channel, the messages would be sent to say, yeah, come, let's, um, you know, your cousin's coming, we're at war. So as he would march down with his army of 500 men from the Tower of London, he would um, second um, all the fighting age males from the villages. The problem was the village people weren't hard. They were like their fish, uh, whether fishermen or blacksmiths and things like that. Mm-hmm. So at the first sign of blood or pain, they'd run away in the battlefield. So he decreed everybody must play football, and every village must play everybody every Sunday. Yeah. Therefore, when you where they played the game, obviously it's football, but it's rugby and football combined. People became battle hardened, used to broken bones, used to being hit. And from that. So when there's an attack now and he'd come to collect these people, 
they're all okay. Now, as time went on, modern technology, muskets, things like that, you didn't need that battle hardening sport, so they divided it. Mm -hmm. The idea was the poor people were meant to play rugby, just in case you need that hardened people. So obviously, for poor people always sacrifice themselves for rich people, and rich people were meant to play football because it's soft, it's a bit of a pansy sport. Yeah. Now, the problem was, poor people don't own land and don't own big spaces of green perfectly pitched so they played football because you can play football anywhere the rich people own land they play rugby thus football is a um, um, poor, sorry a rich man's game sorry a poor man's game played by thugs and rugby is a uh, poor man's game played by gentlemen and I, there you have it i had no idea it came from that yeah it, it does make so much sense because they do call rugby the gentleman's game and but I don't I don't know if it is and that's where it came from but I'm not sure it's like I'm not going to call football players like not gentlemen just because they're not you know yeah, tough enough to play rugby but yeah I guess that's where it's it, supposed it, to come from well if you yeah if you think about what it is the 90s era had the met it was the metro man metro man is not a very tough man yeah it's not like the 70s, you know, hairy chest, big medallion or whatever, that kind of image or tough guy, big moustache. Uh, if you think about um, some of the football players from the 70s, you know, they're, they're tough guys. Yeah. Now you just got these pansies. Isn't that part of like the problem though with kind of, you know, going have a segue here of going off into mental health though, is that the fact that, you know, some people think that they're not being man enough and because of history depicts that, you know, if you're not playing rugby, you're not a man's man. And isn't that like part of the problem now is that people still see things like that when in fact it's, it might not be that, you know, they play rugby. It doesn't mean that, you know, they're not, you know, tough enough in other ways. And I would say this, your sport is your sport of what you like, but when it gets to the point, I saw a video, someone tapped this guy in the back of the head in a football match. I think it was not Ronaldo, one of those Portuguese, and mm -hmm. he fell on the ground and goes, oh! <laughs> that yes, you you're a man biologically, but you have the traits of you, you understand. He probably you're, you're has the traits of a cheat though, rather than yeah, an, but, oh, okay. A but man even say man. as men, if you're not doing something mannish, it's always depicted that you're the opposite, which is a femi feminine feminine mm -hmm. thing. So my but my there's nothing wrong with being like feminine thing. Well, that, <laughs> you're saying you're speaking as a woman. Well, why would I see it like this? I know you time? wouldn't. There's nothing wrong with being no, me. No, no, I know that. There's nothing wrong with being you because you're born the way you are. Yeah. Now, some people would say that if it's a, if a man and you're always behaving like the opposite sex, then we're going to associate you with the opposite sex because those are the traits of things. It's like if you're frustrated about something and you just break down and cry instead of trying to address the problem. I always say like this. And I had, I had a podcast, and we have our podcast uh, group, and we're from all over the world. So, Far East, uh, America, and all across Europe. And we were having this same debate. And I said, okay, if we was in the jungle, and we're just, let's bridge, we have a plane had crashed with survivors, mm -hmm. and you've got one man who's broken down and starts to cry, mm -hmm. another man who gets himself together and said, okay, I'm going this way, brother, which man are you going to follow? Thank you. I haven't answered it. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. Do you see what I mean? I haven't You're going to go with the man who's got himself together. Yeah? But go on, go on, answer uh, then. But what if it's a woman, though? 
we're talking about men. Yeah, but we're not talking about I'm going to throw it back at you. Say women. No, right? no, but that's not the basis of the conversation, <laughs> is it? We're talking about, talking about men. It could be a woman, though. Oh, okay, what I'm saying. I'll put you in the situation. No, You're but, all but, the but no, with women. you've got to answer my question first. <laughs> if we're going to start playing that, because if you put me in that situation and a woman's got herself together, I'm saying, okay, that's good, but I'm ex-military. So I'm going to do what I want to do. You can join my team if you want to. Fair enough. Unless you're a navigation expert. Uh, let's say you call it fast air and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Then yeah, then I'll be following you. I'll probably I'll be on your team because that's your profession. Yeah. It's, do you understand? It's like but if that's his profession, that's different because you didn't put profession into it. You basically said someone's no, but you not. changing the story, you changing the analogy without even answering I'm just the question. Changing the sex. You're, you're trying to change it just to make yourself. No, I'm yeah. saying, you're changing the sex. I would. Do you know what? What I would actually do in that situation, and this is where you know, kind of. Will you support the guy? Give him a hug. Don't worry, Billy's gonna be okay. Well, probably that, yeah. But make sure that wherever we're going, we're doing it together. Isn't safety in numbers? Safety in numbers only if pe- people are going to pull their weight. Do you understand? I wouldn't, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't if, leave if anyone it, behind, though, would you? Aren't you try, I'll you be like this. No, no, wait a minute, bear me. If you're injured, that's different. Mm. If you just don't want to do what you're meant to do, mm. when that line comes, you're the first to get eaten. If you're injured, you are. No, if you're injured, I'm going to help you because mm. you're part of the team you're doing what the best you could do if you're just somebody who's not going to pull their own weight it's like if you're in a rowing boat like people were shipwrecked in the old days mm-hmm. if somebody just doesn't want to row but wants their part of the ration that's not going to work would you want to use spend your energy to save somebody who just refuses not to but they're perfectly capable no if I don't we're not think talking children as, no we're not we're talking adults but I don't think it's as clear cut as that though. why not because I think that that's why, you know, people, people, you know, you, you talk and stuff. And I just don't think that okay. in that situation, it's just as black and white as it sounds. Survival is black and white. I've oh. been there. I've done there. I've got a T-shirt and a wife once. So what my thing, <laughs> so what my thing is, you're, where I'm getting, the message I'm getting from you is like, oh, it's like a nicety kind of, uh, or, well, you could even say PC world. Mm. But to me, when it comes down to it, from my times in extreme places around the world, Mm -hmm. you have to pull your weight. You have to be very black and white. I've been in the Arctic when our uh, our Zodiac boat has punctured. The boats are built in a very ingenious way where they've got compartments. Mm. Now the, the bow, two points of the bow had deflated. We're in the Arctic Ocean. There's killer whales, we're in these suits, but they're not going to keep us very warm for very long if mm. we think. Some people were monging, but the sergeant just did his semen knots, held that thing, another guy's holding the thing, and I was just bailing any water. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody doesn't want to do that and we're sinking, you ain't going to be in the boat for very long mm. because you don't want to pull your weight. I think that says more about the personality of that person, though, doesn't it? And the characteristics of that person, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, so you're saying the person who doesn't want to help? Yeah, the person who doesn't want to help, it says a lot about them, really. Yes, but still they're dead weight and they're going to be detriment to the team. So you give them option. Either you pull your weight and get yourself together, Mm -hmm. or you're not going to be with us. 
for very long. Yeah, well, that's fair enough, you know, Thank stuff you. like that. <laughs> well, do you want to answer the other questions, Sandra? <laughs> 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 uh, all this nice thing. At the end of the day, and what I, and I understand this, many times I have these kind of discussions and the ladies um, look at things from a lady's perspective. They don't look at things from a male perspective. I understand a lady's perspective because it's beautiful. You always have empathy, you're caring, and all those nurturing qualities. But as men, we deal with things on a different scale. And, and, and we both complement each other, yin and yang, mm-hmm. which makes a perfect team, you know, in that respect. But what I do um, go against is when ladies tell us how we should think as men. Mm-hmm. Because why? We're never going to tell you to be more tougher. We're going to accept you for who you are and how you are. Because we know you you play a vital part to society as humanity. But you're allowed to tell another man to man up. Yes, of course. Makes sense. If All right, think about this. If a lady wasn't doing what she was meant to be doing as a lady, yeah? What's uh, a lady meant to do? All right, I'm thinking. <laughs> nurt- let's say nurturing children. A if lady's you, meant to no, do that. No, if she's got children, a mum, yeah. yeah, and she's just not doing what she's meant to be doing as a mum, yeah, then you're going to have an opinion. Even if you don't voice it to her, you're going to have an opinion about, oh, that's... Do you understand? Now, she may need help. She may be going through something all by the by. But still is, you're going to have an opinion on what you're seeing at that present moment. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just the same way with us. We're going to have an opinion as men on, really, is that what you're doing? It's like if, you, if you're going around behind someone's back and talking about them instead of addressing the thing like man to man, say, listen, Bob, I don't like what you did there. And this is why I don't like what you did. And people are going to say, okay. Do you see what I mean? That I get, but I don't okay. think that that, that, uh. that example particularly is not about man or woman if you're talking about anybody behind their back you need to own it and actually what you say yes, to but this, I agree with that but this traits that are known for it's like they say if um, women ruled the world there wouldn't be world peace there'd just be a bunch of countries not talking to each other <laughs> <laughs> you see but anyway on that note we've got one minute to the end of our journey <laughs> great interesting conversation with you <laughs> We hoped you liked that episode. Keeping in mind, we never know who we're going to interview. We post twice a day, 8am and 5pm GMT. Have you ever considered the future economies to invest in? Why not listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories? Considering Africa has the fastest growing economies and population on earth and has done for many years, It holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. We publish twice a week, Tuesday, with a guest investor, and Fridays talking about investment, politics, and history, providing a clear understanding for any potential investor.